everyone, welcome. Geekonomics is back. We took a hiatus last week. Unfortunately, I had a, a issue. Uh, my dog passed away. So we were on the Monday where we're in accord. So we decided to take last week off so we can get through all that. But we're back. Uh, so uh, this one's for Bart. And uh, how you doing, Brian? Good, good, Mark. Um, like I said before, you know, my condolences out to you and Claire. Um, Thank you. But we, you know... It's been a rough week, no pun intended, for yes. animals. Uh, a lot of our friends, including you and me and close friends of ours, have all had losses with animals this year. I don't know why. that it's, It just seems like it, there's more this year than any other year. Or yeah, it's, we, just a, it's a weird year. It's, it's just like a weird year. Um, but we have two episodes of Mandalorian to talk about. We're yes. going to have Matt Ryan on and uh, the second half of the show to talk about, talk about uh, Small Business Saturday. Yes, um, in Free we, Lunch Studios. In Free Lunch Studios. Yeah. And we this have... This first video show he's going to be on, so this is the first time well, he'll actually be seen on the show. Yeah, he was on the last show we did at the very end there. Yes, yeah. Um, we have... I got a couple thing in news bits. Um, and like we always start off what we've been up to the last two weeks. Um, real quickly, I watched finished season two of the boys. Nice. Um, so I also finished volume four of the graphic novel and I have two more, uh, novels to go. I'll probably start volume five tonight. So season two of the boys, was fantastic. It is very interesting the things they pulled from the graphic novel. Stormfront being gender swapped, but still being a Nazi. Yes. Um, they made a reference to how the original Stormfront dies in the comic, um, which was really interesting because I thought that's where the direction was going to go, but it did not because they have a whole subplot that does not exist. Uh, they have two subplots that do not exist in the comic. The whole Scientology thing, which I thought was very clever. Um, then they really played into Stormfront kind of with the uh, Trumpian stuff that's going on, that has been going on. Um, making people angry and fearful. So I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, the little Easter egg, um, when uh, Lady, well, they call her Lady in the comic, but uh, uh, I can't think of her name now. And, and, and The Asian woman, I can't think of her name. But she talks about putting like a grenade up her cooter for the yeah. <laughs> trying to be PC here. Um, in, the in the graphic novel, Stormfront is killed by a swift boot to the balls by Butcher, and mm. they beat every they beat their um living shit out of, not him. out of him. Yeah. yeah, and in the graphic novel, he ends up putting uh Lady in the hospital, and that they go after him. And then this one, you know, she kills uh, Lady's brother, and that becomes like the thing. And um, but. Great season, man. I just love being ahead in the comic and trying to see what they pull from and what they don't pull from. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I really liked it. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with season three. Um, you know, I was a huge fan of The Boys now, which was surprising to me. I found out over the weekend. Oh, uh, my mother. Oh, really? 
She loves the boys. Oh, I guess yeah. Kylie was watching it in the house one day and she was just like, got, she was like, what are you watching? And so she sat down and watched it with her and now she's like addicted to it. Man. But yeah, the boys awesome. And I think that's the last two weeks. I think that I got my PS five. I was one of the lucky ones that got the pre-order fucking. Uh, so, so, so you didn't get a Nerf gun or, or cereal boxes or. Yeah. All that crazy stuff's been happening. Sheets. People, uh, um, FedEx drivers are stealing them. Amazon drivers are now stealing them. It is, this is not cool folks. Uh, but anyway, I was a lucky one. I got it. It is very fast. I think um, the next generation is going to, is really cool. Um, ray tracing, <gasps> absolutely beautiful. Excuse me. But the speed of which these new systems goes is really cool. So if you get an Xbox, it's very fast. PS5 is very fast. Um, the fact that you can go from game to app in seconds is unbelievable. But I'll talk about that later because we got a lot to do. Mark, what have you been – I mean, I know you've had a rough two weeks, but anything worth talking about? Um, well, I'm still continuing my West Wing rewatch. I think I'm just about to the last season. Uh, so that's almost done. Uh, started watching um, – Star Wars Discovery season three came out. I'm a little bit, a couple episodes behind on that. So catching up on that as well on the side. Um, we did watch um, the first episode of uh, Myrtle on Middle Beach. It's an HBO documentary. It's a small series documentary. Yep. Where this kid's like doing a documentary about his mom's murder that's unsolved. And he's trying to, like, I guess, trying to figure out who did it. Uh, that's really good. There's only one episode out so far, but that's on the max if someone's looking to watch that. But that's been about it. Just kind of just chilling, relaxing, kind of huddling in place kind of for now. Uh, yeah. Getting ready for Thanksgiving this week. That's about it. Um, also... Uh, Mark, I have two things in news. You mentioned HBO Max, and this is something that I've been talking about, and this was going to happen, and it was just a matter of time. But HBO Max made the right decision about releasing Wonder Woman on HBO Max. Yes, and on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, which I think is awesome. And they're doing the right thing because most theaters will be closed on Christmas Day because we're yeah. having outbreaks in a lot of states. Also... This will get people to subscribe. Fifteen bucks, unlike Disney Plus, that made you pay thirty dollars on top of the the seven. So thirty seven dollars if you want to watch Mulan. Yeah. All you gotta do is get HBO Max. Fifteen bucks a month. I, I already have it. I'm very excited. I, I'm. This is the one movie I was really excited to see in the theater, but I'm even more excited to watch it at home now. Um, and. Like, I don't know. It was just like, guys, just get on board with this for now. These, these, these mm. you know, uh, because if you want these movies to come out, it's obviously Tenet was the experiment and it failed. Um, needless to say, if it was a good or bad movie. That's not the point. It was supposed to be a block. It was a blockbuster. Um, it was supposed to be a blockbuster and it didn't deliver because people are not comfortable going to the theaters. Um, and I would be interested to see if Black Widow 
does the same next year. And because Black Widow is supposed to come out what in May? Yeah, it's going to be on there for a month only, and then uh, they like going to go back off into like come back on once it's available on DVD and stuff like that. What Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You got a whole month yeah. to watch it. I mean, that that makes sense because they want to make DVD sales. They want to make yeah. sales on yeah. the, uh, uh, buying it physically. Um, but, you know, I just hope um, more companies do this. Don't make us pay extra. Just put it on your streaming service. You'll get more people to join, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. or just put it on VOD. And charge twenty bucks. That's fine. I'm fine with that too. If Wonder yeah. Woman was going to come out on VOD for twenty, I probably would pony up to twenty for it. I think this is now going to push like the Marvel, like Black Widow and stuff like that to it, it come could. out. It could, and I could see Disney still doing the thirty dollar thing for Black Widow. Well, I could see it, like changing it now because of the whole Wonder Woman thing. Like if they say, okay, you get it for a month, and then it goes off into like oblivion until they release it on dvd or whatever yeah and then it comes back on to whatever when it's time you know yeah yeah it makes sense because you just, want people to subscribe that's really the end game of the whole thing yeah i mean it's not getting i mean the situation's not getting any better so it's like you're gonna have no. to start like these movies are gonna have to start coming out sooner or later they can't like just hold on to them forever i mean they can but it's just gonna be sooner or later they're gonna have to start putting these movies out right and one more piece of news, because we're going to get to Mandalorian. And this is a Mandalorian piece of news. So this is okay. Um, so, Mark, in the last episode of Mandalorian, did you notice Did you notice T-shirt, jeans, Green shirt and watch guy. guy? Yes. Green shirt guy. He was in the scene when they were all, they were all lined up uh, shooting their, yes. their, their guns. And off to the left of your screen, you saw a man standing there with uh, a watch a t-shirt and jeans. Yes. And the internet went, uh, especially Twitter, went ablaze and someone came up and they made a retro Star Wars The Mandalorian action figure called Jeans Guy. Which, and it just shows, you know, the wall with a half yeah. action figure. I, I think that's great. I want that that's figure. Awesome. I want Jeans Guy to be like the collector's item. So yeah, be like uh, uh, the ice cream uh, machine guy from Empire Strikes Back. He like turn into like an actual character after all the. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, he'll be an actual end up being an actual character. Like a, they'll say he's like a, a weird smuggler or something that was. So or some speak, random thing. Yeah. So speaking of Mandalorian, Mark, we have two episodes to talk about of uh, yes. when Matt Ryan comes on. Um, God, we did eight and nine, so ten, eleven, and ten. Um, was another episode directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. And she yes. did a fantastic job. It was a great episode. Um, Return it, of Bogotan from uh, Rebels. Yes, this she is what I want to ask you. Yeah, she was the we, main uh, Mandalorian in the so episode. We meet three Mandalorians that have taken a different path that the it's it's a little bit more different from what uh it's the actual it's the more the mandalorian path that is the rest of the uh mandalorians basically yeah uh from mandalore that's like the people like the mandalorians who grew up on mandalore and all that aren't the always helmet on people 
which was what I was kind of like when Mandalorian started coming out, I was like, well, this is a different Mandalorian than I'm used to. Right. Uh, Cause rebels, they all have their helmets off all the time. They always were like, they don't even have them on when they're flying or fighting or whatever they would. Besides that, they would take them off and actually have conversations. Um, so yeah, so Bogotan is actually the lady who was playing the character in the episode is actually the woman who voiced the character on Rebels. Wow. Now that's kind of cool. Yeah. It kind of makes me now like, oh my God, should I watch? That's what I said to Matt Ryan when I talked to him about it over the weekend. I was like, now Brian's going to have to start getting in the Rebels now because there's a whole bunch of stuff that Brian needs to know now. Uh, Bogotan's involved. Now you get Ahsoka next and she was in Rebels and there's a whole bunch of stuff with Ahsoka that happened. That you don't know about, so there's a lot of stuff. Who's the showrunner again? Uh, Filoni. Damn you, Filoni! Filoni, Filoni who Damn wrote you. and produced Clone Wars and Rebels. I know. I watched the whole doc. I know. I yeah. Know so how you get involved? Uh, but anyway, I mean, it, was- I mean, it makes sense for him to do it because now it's like, hey guys, you want you like the Mandalorian? You're gonna like the other stuff I did before this, which is. Clone Wars and Rebels. I feel like a lot of people watch Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, you're the only weird one that hasn't watched the other one yet. I don't know. That I See, on Reddit, I, I, I am not the only one. There's a lot of people who are like, you know, I never gave this show a chance because I felt it was kiddish. But I was wrong. I've seen a lot it of is, posts like yeah. that. Yeah. And that's my general feeling is I don't watch a lot of cartoons like that. I, I watch Family Guy or Bob's Burgers. Or like which adults, you know, which aren't immature and kiddish at all. They're not for kids. Those shows. I know, but they're not like they're the most eyebrow comedy either. I don't. Know, I laugh. I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> you don't think that you laugh at things that are eyebrow. So there you go. I, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'll give it a shot. But anyway, that was a great episode. But I, you know, there's really not much to say. Uh, I just wanted to talk more about those Mandalorians. But this episode that came out uh, this past Friday. The Siege. The Siege, which was, I, I will say, the first action-packed episode that was wall-to-wall action. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they find out that Moff Gideon is alive, which they didn't know. Which yeah. the audience, we knew. But they didn't know. Um, there is some great chase scenes in this episode. Um, I think there's a lot of great things. The one question I have you, who do you think put the, who, who put the uh, tag device on, the, on Mando's ship? Because I think it was Horatio Sands' char- character there. The guy that was fixing the ship that called into the... Oh, in the very uh, beginning? And he, he gave that on Yeah, he was one of the mechanics the that like, turned around, the little like, amphibian-looking guy, yeah. Oh, you're right. I thought it was Horatio Sands' character because he really has no allegiance. No, no, no. It was because they first walk up, the guy like turns around as they're walking around, he like, turns and looks at them as they walk yeah, away. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And I was like, oh, well, that guy's a traitor. You know, I forgot all about that. It was very heavy-handed. I should have caught yeah. that right away. I wasn't. It was I, very heavy-handed. It was like, was this is heavy. going to happen. This guy's going to turn on everybody. And yeah, you're right. Stuff the Kaflui. The problem was I didn't get a chance to watch it this weekend, and I watched it this morning as I was working. So I was looking down. Oh and up. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then when the action hit, my eyes were glued, and then I went back yeah. to work. Um, but yeah, you're right. Okay, now I know. Yeah. But man, it was so good. It was so good to see um, our, you know, uh, what's her name and what's his name back. 
Yeah, Cara Dune and uh, Carl yeah. Weathers. Yeah, Carl. Carl Weathers actually directed the episode. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. love his gray goatee. Yes, yes. It yeah. shows he's aged. Man, I'm such a huge Mandalorian fan. I'm calling what's your name and what's his name? Yeah, you know, you have it all down. You're you're really into. I'm horrible. I, there's so much going on. Uh, what are their name? Their characters' names? Because why can't I remember right? Cara now? Dune is uh, the trooper. See, we both don't know. And uh, like Carl so... Weathers' character's name is uh, Gertrude Farquhar. I don't know. Did you just make that up? My head. Gertrude Farquhar. I don't know. The name just popped in my head. I think it's from some show or something. We are horrible. I feel like there's too many things to learn. Like, it's hard to learn new things because there's just too much of it now. You're just like, who? The what? You know you're getting old when, you're, when, you, when you do that. You know, what's his face? He was in that movie. That guy that was in that thing? Yeah. He was in I the mean, boxing movie. You remember that you, boxing movie? That's because my life right now. Everything is what's his name and what's her name and that movie. That's my whole life. I've turned into that person. You're looking this up. I am looking it up. And who are they? Me. Just go to IMDb. Take I am. Seconds. So what, what, what's it saying? Grief Karga. Is Carl Weathers? Carl Weathers' character. I feel like his name was never been uttered, maybe in the first It season. was. I think it was like mentioned once, but never like, not like, yeah, no one's like, oh, you know. That Grief Karga guy is quite the character. <laughs> and what about, uh, what's her face? Gina Carano is Cara Dune. Okay. Yeah. So Dune. I'll just say Dune. That's easy to remember. Yes. Is it Car- yeah. Carla Dune? Cara Dune. Cara. Cara yes. Dune. Okay. She's cool. I mean, yes. I like her character. It was so great to see the gang back together, having a little action. Uh, we got some stormtroopers. We got to see the Empire. Well, we got to see like a little behind the scenes with uh, with Moff there. Um, yeah, we got to see the uh, the doctor from the first season that was yes. working on the child. I know. And did you hear the one word that wasn't uttered, but only uttered by the first initial of that said word? P. M. M. The Metachlorians. Oh, the Metachlorians. Did you hear? He said the M count. Oh, they didn't yes. say Metachlorians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, no one wants to mention that word ever again. It's a stupid premise. And they really have doubled down in the movies saying that there's not, it's just, it, it's a thing. It's yeah. not, you, you know, maybe there is something in your blood, but it's really, or maybe. Yeah. It's your essence. It's, or, okay, here's two train of thoughts, right? I'll, I'll, Metachlorians, you have a scientific explanation but then you have a more religious uh, explanation where the jedi they could potentially have these metachlorian count levels but they see it as more of a higher power a um you can't explain this is just something we have yes. where you have people who study them but it's weird that qui-gon they knew about the metaphor. So then you have someone who puts the two together. Yeah. I, you know, it's a science fiction fantasy stuff. Just, we don't need an explanation. You're, you know, just get rid of that. Nobody cares. Um, 
but they just said the M word, which was interesting. I thought that was interesting. They kept it that way. You're ruining it. You know, you ruin the whole mystery when you start getting into this Metaclorian bullshit. Mm. I think anyway, it's a personal, my personal opinion. I just choose to ignore it. But um, it was great to see uh, the kid uh, puke on himself and uh, steal a yes. cookie from another kid. That was a lot of fun. His appetite is very, like, he just wants to eat everything. Well, he's growing. He's a grown boy. Um, I, it did the first scene when he was working on the ship with the, with the wires, which, which was very funny, but it was very reminiscent of Guardians of the Galaxy with, yeah, with the Groot. Groot, yeah. And Rocket telling him what to do. Yeah. It just reminded me of that a lot. I mean, it doesn't help that they're owned both by Disney. But yeah. I just, I, that's, I, just, you know, you got to have a little bit of a thing every once in a while, a little levity to the oh, situation. It was funny. It was. Fun. I'm just saying. It reminded me of that scene, um, but it was very enjoyable. Um, also, the last, the episode, chapter nine. You know, the big spiders. Yes. There was a thing about that. That was actually artwork they took from Empire. Um, mm. That stuff was supposed to be in Empire, but never made it, and it was actually like a lot of these creatures were old creatures used in the original trilogy, which I thought was really cool. And they showed the, the, the artwork. Um, here comes Matt Ryan. Is exactly the same. Matt Ryan's here. Yeah. He's coming in. He's sideways. There he is. He's sideways. Turn your, turn your camera, sir. Hey, there you are. We can see your face now. Oh, no, there it is. There there you go. go. Hey. Hey, buddy. It, for whatever reason, on this device, when I, I got the link, it wouldn't open up Zoom. So I had to get the, oh. the actual information. Look at all that stuff, Brian. Holy smokes. That's only a quarter of the room, by the way. Jeez. Jeez. Brian has a lot of stuff. I know, I do. I'm, this is my, my, my nerd. Some call case. it stuff. His wife calls it junk. Mm. <laughs> so, very familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, Mark laughed. Same with mine. It's like, well, why do you need all this crap? Why do you need all this crap? Why can't you just clean this room out and make it more space for my stuff? You're allocated to one room to have your stuff. But yeah, that's the way life. That's is. why Matt has to rent an office somewhere else to put more stuff in. Right. No, I actually work here. It's <laughs> the office at home. It does get some work, but not. Yeah. not not much. I'm going to need the copy of this video, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all over the web, so don't it's be all over the web. Uh, How's it going, yeah. Matt Ryan? Yeah. How's things in the world of free lunch? Crazy. But it's good. That's good. So, Matt, you're here to talk about uh, Small Business Saturday, Mark was saying. What's going on? How can people support you in... Uh, What's going on? This is what Mark said. That this is why we're having you on. Talk about Small Business Saturday. Yeah. Nope. Didn't, huh? Yeah. Um, he just made that up, huh? You didn't know anything about this. Surprise. No, I didn't tell him at all. I didn't tell him at all. Um, it's more fun that way. So I was thinking about doing uh, the page art stuff all day on camera for Small Business Saturday. Or, um, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And then... Now, when you I say was, page art stuff, what does that mean? If people who don't know, 
Uh, this is what I have to do at the Plainville shows. He like says stuff, and I have to be like, "What does that mean for people who don't well, yeah, understand what you're doing?" Explain to people out there. They oh never, yeah. They don't know anything, right? You explain to them what that all is. So what it is is I I draw on. Is this going to show up? Kind of. Kind of. It, I yeah. See, you caught me at a. Didn't really know. Um, so what I do is I. You can just tell people. You don't have to like show one. Just yeah, describe it. I, I take pages from novels and I draw characters on the pages. Um, that they stress novels, not novels that are like nice novels. You take novels that have been beat up a little bit and you take the pages out of them so they're not like. Yeah, if they, yeah. If they look yeah. a little wet, it looks actually looks better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking around. I don't have. They're probably at the shop, right? Huh? I. I'm in the studio, but there's there's not much here. Um, yeah, uh, at that satellite location, I was just meaning they're probably over at the headquarters. Your headquarters, penthouse suite of yeah. two part place in the busy metropolis of Granby, Connecticut. Yes, but you branched so I, out now, and you have a second location that you use. Or oh, are using. I have used. It's been yes. a while um, now with the the COVID stuff. But basically, I'm going to draw on pages of novels um during the day on camera live and you'll have the plethora of free lunch uh comics available for people to purchase i i i could certainly have them available sure but um i was kind of thinking specifically the um the words and pictures stuff yeah but i'm saying uh, they're on the website people can grab them if they wanted to Oh yeah, they're digital. The digital books are there, and then they can always order them, um, and I'd be happy to ship them. But uh, yeah, 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 we'll have everything available. But yeah, so it's it's different. Like it's it's funny. I went to um, my first chamber meeting a couple weeks. Actually, it's not true. I went to one in Windsor that I was working at. I wasn't a member or anything like that. And, it was really good to see those people kind of just doing their thing and, you know, hearing them talk about the struggles of what's going on today and how they can accommodate uh, those changes. And then I went to one, I'm, um, I'm a member of the, the Bradley chamber, the one um, associated with all the Windsor locks business community. And uh, it was good to see those people. And uh, yeah, it was good to see them. I was, I was, I don't want to. Say, not really I don't. I don't want to say it was that productive. Um, it was just. It was really nice to see everybody because everybody's, you know, kind of one at a time in it. Like there's not yeah. too many. People, there's not too many people there who have staff necessarily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're all kind of in the similar fight, and um, it was good to hear people talking about their fight. And it was. <clears throat> it was interesting. It was good. Now with the whole COVID situation, you've moved more to a virtual. Uh, existence how is uh, what what do you have going on virtually that people can get themselves involved in so the monday night jam i just went through a massive change and thanks to you mark you called me that night i had to have kind of a to talk him off the ledge kind of yeah what <laughs> yeah i freaked out a little bit so. <laughs> he was like posting something on facebook and i'm like oh man i gotta call matt oh when, when matt does cryptic posts on facebook you know something yeah you know something's going on so you know you gotta call them i was going on contemplating killing off the jam yeah and i've been i've been running the jam since 2009 wow 
Yeah. So, you know, it becomes part of your routine and you guys know, like you guys are lucky. There's two of you when you do the podcast and going virtual um, and running the jam, you know, I think one of the hardest things is looking at that, that indicator who's watching. Right. And you look and you're like, nobody's watching, but you're still talking. And I just, for whatever reason, I just kind of hit a wall. So I had to write, kind of reevaluate. And it's funny. Things kind of, things kind of, um, I guess got more aggressive when it came to the situation, you know, with the, the quarantines and what have you. Yeah. And th- th- that happened to me twice. You know, the first time it was with the, um, the D and D group. Yeah. And, uh, and it's tough. Like I'll, you know, I, I want to, I want to be there for people and I want people to have a good time. And then I go by the temperature of what I hear and the customer feedback. And then I make my call. Right. And, and Mark, you know this, you're part of that D&D group, um, where I was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to do it again for a while. And then within a day, the restrictions jumped up a little bit. Yeah. And then for the jam, the same thing happened. And I was like, man, you know, and I had this, I had this thought, like, I have to keep doing this. I just have to reevaluate how I'm doing it and what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So my my plan is to give you guys like a half hour packaged show and just call it the jam mm. and have you guys put it on uh, local access. I'll air it. I'll gladly yeah. air it in Long Meadow. I knew you would. You've already told me you would. So I appreciate <laughs> it. So, and, and it would be so appropriate because the hideout. Is I'll have right to see if I have time on my schedule to air it though. Yeah, I know yours is big. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that scheduling thing. <laughs> Mark's got tough. Yeah. He's, he's got to rerun polka time. That's right. I've, I got polka time. I got to polka time for the ninth time. I, I figured I'd be able to bump you with just by knowing you, you'd be able to bump somebody off. I know. Yeah, I'll Come get on, you. Mark. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, yeah. there's always time. But that's a great idea, Matt. I mean, if you create something <clears throat> on your like during the week and you post it every Monday at eight o'clock, you know, whatever time jam time would be, and you post it on your YouTube, Facebook page. You can create like a premiere atmosphere. You can set it to premiere and people would, it'll be like, oh, I got to watch this at eight o'clock or something. And you can actually chat with everybody watching with you. Uh, and maybe they're all watching it together at seven o'clock or whatever time you pick and make it into like a, a thing. An event. Yeah. yeah make yeah. it into a big yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to make it more. So like when people came to the jam, they came for the environment, they came for the access, and they came, you know, for each other. And it, they can't get that right now. Right. Yeah. So I evaluate what that was going to be. Um, so now doing a show and having an art challenge that we can do together, and I'm going to feature their artwork during the show, and that they do live with me. Yeah. Mm. And then we'll do another topic that fills the latter half, and Dwight the Shark will be there. And he'd be able to see him in the background, he, he, hanging out. He's he's in his tank. Hopefully, yeah, he's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If he stops moving, he passes out. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he'll be a key component. And Mark, I was going to actually send you uh, 
I built in a, a couple of teasers for segments on the show. So, and I've got, um, I've got a friend um, who's actually building a theme song for me. And, uh, you know, once I get that done, you know, and, and the, the nice thing is I'll still record the jam live mm. for an hour and a half. And if I can pull a half an hour from that, then I'm, I'm in good shape and I should be able to. Yeah. What I want you guys is like, we had a conversation about D and D, which was really cool, but then names of stores came up. Is that all right for local access? If I just say as a resource, Hey, you can always get D and D stuff from, you know, no. uh, is that no, you can't, you can't, it's called a call to action. You can't say can't promote and come on down to Jimmy's chicken check for chicken. You can right. say, okay. All right. Uh, this D and D segment is uh, stuff from this D and D segment was provided by so and so. Right, you can you do underwriting. Underwriting. Yeah. Right. Okay. I just heard that term on the radio the other yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, yeah. it's 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 a way of a way around promoting without promoting. It's right. all about yeah. It's wording like Mark just said, but also, you know, you're not getting money. You're not. You know, you're you you shouldn't yeah. be receiving money to do the show because then they want you to promote the show on the show, but you can't, you know? So yeah, exactly. you say it's yeah. like Mark saying, it's all about wording. You say today's yeah. segment was these things were provided or by special thanks to yeah. battle standard for providing at the, at the very end, you could do special information things. or giving us stuff for the use. Okay. So, and that's really all I need to do because then, you know, we were talking about these different ideas and what people were doing, you know, to play D and D and allow the, you know, their gaming to continue. Mm. And there was a time where I was struggling to pull somebody on the call and I did a shout out to the hideout. I did a shout out to very, uh, uh, battle standard. I did a shout out to, um, there was a third place. Matt's sports cards and collectibles. No, Oh, maybe that was just me trying to get them in there. Uh, no, not for D and D, but it's very small in there. The D &D. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm excited. I, so that kind of um, inspired me uh, to to retool, you know, what I was doing, and I thought that that would be good. And if I gave it to you guys, and there's a, a woman in Windsor who I just recently met. I've got her card right there. Jen, um, is it still Jen? Yeah, wow. is it Jen? Yeah, okay. Jen's still there. Yep. Um, and then I would try to find out anybody else. I could give it to probably my local, maybe. I don't know how that works. GCTV, uh, they'll take care of it. Who will? The Granbury Community Television. They'll do it? They'll put it up? Yeah. Mark Bombard is the guy you want to talk to. Who? Mark Bombard. Does he live here in town or no? Yes, he runs the channel. Okay. Mark Bombard. Same spelling as yours or no? I don't I don't remember if it's a K or a C. This <laughs> is a, a riveting podcast stuff. Right? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> we should wait, save this for after this is what we the show. Do. This is what happens. It breaks down to us just trying to make but going things back to your Going back to your original question, so the Wednesday Night Comic and Manga Club, we meet virtually every Wednesday from 6 until 7, and that's been great. Like, so it used to meet tangibly, and then when the, when the quarantine hit, you know, we had to shut down, and, and um, it, it was good. It took – it's had a, a fluctuating membership of probably, you know, between six or eight people. But then uh, recently it's taken a really good turn where the members 
are actually doing really cool things for each other, like really, really helpful critiques and really, really helpful idea submissions. And then I had one member uh, send an actual comic to another member as a reference or a resource guide for the comic that they were working on. Right. And I, this is, you know, this is yeah. really what the group is about. And it made me very, very happy. Um, so that th we do, we do that. And then sequential arts, we're still doing, we were always doing virtual episodes of sequential arts, but it was a hybrid. So I had a live audience and then I had, I was speaking to the, the camera. So I've been doing the, the virtual thing for sequential arts for over two years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, so that's still going. We're, we're currently talking about environments and backgrounds and perspective and stuff. And people have access to that directly through, you know, the, both of those uh, groups, they have access through um, freelunchcomics.com or freelunchstudios.com. Um, I just had to switch drawing and painting for teens over to virtual again. Um, and it's tough just because of the size restrictions and I want to be able to accommodate for the social distancing and I don't want to put anybody at risk and I don't want to be responsible for that either. Yeah. Um, so, and in there, actually the thread, it's kind of going through the Wednesday night club and through the sequential arts, but it's really a core uh, task right now. We're doing mini comics for the military and everybody's doing a little mini comic. We're going to end up sending them overseas to the troops, which oh, I'm nice. pretty stoked about. And we'll put them up digitally too. We'll figure out if I can figure out how to get the kids to, to put theirs up, but, um, or maybe I can have them scan them and send them to me and I can put them together into a little anthology. But, uh, yeah, that's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I didn't want to do it in October during the 24 hour comic challenge. Um, so yeah, I figured November would be a good month for the, you know, minis for the military. And then for December, we've got the Hyborian holiday, which that's I'm awesome. going to, Very cool. Lots yeah, so stuff almost every single day, and then as the as the quarantine continues to amp up, I'm probably going to bring back the uh, the backer board blitz again on Tuesday afternoons. And all the links, everything's at freelunchcomics.com. Yeah, yeah, and on That's the awesome. Facebook page. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, people watching this because we we get we've been getting a decent amount of views on Facebook that the people who want to do uh, let their creative side out or learn more will reach out to you by going to freelunch.com. I mean, it sucks because I remember the last show we did, Matt, I, last time I saw you and Mark in person was our February show. And that was in uh, the East of the River comic book show at the end of February. And that was, it sucks, but that was like the biggest show He's, I mean, the place was mobbed. They had a line outside. And people, oh, you're in Enfield, right? Yeah, yeah. The, east of the river. And, you know, it, Got you. It, it finally hit its stride. I mean, that was a very well-attended show. Um, and Scott was like, I'm going to expand. I'm going to get the basement. And we're going to, like, and then this all happened. Um, so it just sucks because I, there would always be a line at your booth of people and people are just so interested uh, about your artwork and how they can, you know, learn more about creating themselves, you know, so.
Um, well, that's really a, the way to go. You just had a new book come out recently, correct? Oh, yeah, from Alterna. They published my first um, chapter. You're sitting like, on the background there. I can see you're in the background. Yeah, Brenda's back there. Brenda. Yeah, so what's what? tell us more about this book. Yeah, about the last week in September, I believe. It was, um, I think it's issue 13 of, it came out on a Wednesday. Um, the first Brenda appearance at Alterna came out. And uh, it's a fun story about Brenda and her dad, and they go shopping together, and um, you know, convinces him to buy her a toy, and then uh, she goes out and has a little adventure afterward. Uh, it's fun. It's uh, I actually just saw one of my one of my friends, um, Aaron. He's he actually got his his stack. He got his before me. Um, but uh, he was really stoked to have it. And I, that was a really, uh, a really cool thing to see. Um, I got more coming, man. So for that 24 hour comic challenge, I finished like a 60 page story uh, in pencil in one night. That's awesome. I mean, nuts. yeah, that's so cool. That's, and this is something you've been so hyped about for a while now with the, yeah. and the, you know, the, everything kind of, chunked up a little bit but i'm still working on it you're you know um issue three is being or chapter three issue three is being colored right now and um i have to ink chapter four and i have to um i'm almost halfway done inking the 60 pager that i did in uh in the beginning of october and uh i think i'm going to pitch that as four 15 page stories nice and each one that has its own little adventure leading to a big main event. So, but yeah, it's, it's been fun. And have, have you guys noticed an, uh, an uptick in listenership or viewership? Cause um, you were, you were just audio before and now you're. Yeah. So yes, since people we, started to see our beautiful faces, the through the roof, the viewership, our, the, roof. Our, the viewership on Facebook has definitely helped out. Um, also our audio, because we just started, kind of recapping and talking about Mandalorian each week. Um, Audio-wise, we've doubled. We wow. went from 10 hits to 20. <laughs> uh, and that, I mean, I, I'm saying that in Watch say, out, world. I say that in jest, but, but uh, the video, the video goes anywhere between 100 to 400, you know, yeah. hits. So it just depends on the topic, what we're doing or whatever, and the time of day this is released it makes the world a difference. It, I'm learning all of this, but like when we put, when Mark will put the show out later at night and then I promote it, it will get more traction after 5 PM. But okay. if the show, if I were to promote it at nine in the morning, Nothing. Eh, it, it would get a little bit, but the traction's after yeah. 5 PM. So okay. when Mark uploads it, I'll share it. If, if it's the time is right, or I'll wait till the next day, it's still out there. But if I yep, make yep. It, people, if I share on groups what, what I normally do, it's just weird how all this works. There's an algorithm that really can help or hurt you, depending. It, it, it. But yeah, I mean, viewership is high on Facebook with this, and we put on thanks to people channel. like you. Yeah, oh. <laughs> the big foreshortened finger, boosh, yes. boosh, this thing right here. Yes, yes. Um, so Matt, uh, I guess the other thing now you. We've been talking about the zombie hideout and their new location. And Mark's been talking about 
you, you're, you're, you're going to have a, like a, a studio there. Is that, yeah. when's that official? Like, so when we were in the first location, you know, we were up and running and we were able to accommodate decent numbers for the jam and for D and D um, and honor social distancing. Um, then we moved um, to the five, location. five town plaza over by big Y there in Springfield. Yeah. yeah. Not far from you there, Brian. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it's a much, much bigger place, but that's not his final form. He's going to actually, he's going to change again. Oh. Uh, so I was hosting for a little bit, but I was in an unfinished room and it's just, it's not ready yet. Um, but big things going for, for Bill Bullock and the zombie yeah. hideout. Um, he announced when, uh, during the week last week, uh, if you spend $50, you get a raffle ticket. And uh, on December 20th, he's going to pull the winner and the winner will get a 65 inch screen smart TV. Ooh, that's nuts. Just in time for Christmas. Man, nice. That makes me want to go spend 50 bucks there. I know, right? Um, and you can't and easily there's a lot of stuff a lot of stuff there so um i just want to follow up uh what you said though matt so are you saying you want to wait for his final destination to really make your home there honestly once things clear up he's got a spot for me in the location he's in now right but that it will probably it won't happen sense for you to wait it out until the final because then you just have to move again well it, it, it's not really a big deal because no. they're it's really next door. Yeah. It's just, but it's, um, I can't advertise yet. Yeah. Uh, right. 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 Um, like there's a lot of college kids up there, I think who would really enjoy what I have to offer and they're not there. Um, yeah, yeah. so I think that that's, yeah, we got quite the college contingent up in this area where I'm at. It's a, a big slice of the pie up here. Yeah, and I think does Cam still go to camp? Cam from the basketball games? Does he still? I think go he school? graduated. Did he graduate? I'm not sure. Yeah. So it, you know, it's just a matter of getting you know getting some interest in those schools, and I think that would be a big deal. But everything's got to loosen up. Everything's got to loosen up first, and you know, I don't I don't see that happening um, right away. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, but it's 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 cool to get the word out of what you're doing virtually and yep. um, what was yeah. happening. You know, Bill's been a great resource for that. Like, he, so when I recorded last week's show, he shared it. Um, oh, House of Books and, of Game, House of Books and Games in Windsor. That's who the other. Oh, one. that's the other one. Okay, I couldn't remember it either. So they shared it. Um, I don't know if the Battle Standard shared it or not. Um, but yeah, I ended up getting a decent amount of views because of that. And like I said, I'm streamlining that stuff down. But yeah, it's the virtual life for me. You can see my little weird camera rig set up behind me. Nice. Uh, yep. And basically, I'll project, or I'll I'll teach on that whiteboard now. And um, I just lectured Bolton High School last week. Uh, and I've got there's a town that's trying to get something going, but. They're, they're hard to nail down for whatever reason they think they need to have six people on the call. 
Yeah, you only need one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're, you're gonna try to make room for six people. It's uh, it's not gonna work. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, you know what's great about I mean about this whole thing is I remember back in the day us telling you how to do all this, and you're like, yeah, I just gotta have time. And now it's making people who <sighs> otherwise wanted to do something but just didn't have the time nor the know-how. Now you're forced to learn. But I think you're learning skills that now will benefit you even when this is all done. It's true. And it honest, just means more phone calls to me. That's all it means. Yeah. No, but yeah. But still. <laughs> true. <laughs> but it makes Matt more educated and more self-efficient at doing yeah. such a thing. Because before it was like, Mark, can you come down with your camera and volunteer? Now he I can literally to. do it. I still prefer that though. Yeah, I know. But it's more fun to do. see. The hard part is. Like I like, I, I enjoy, I enjoy aspects of it, but it's tough. And, uh, when you're talking to a puppet, I guess my brain's not wired that way. Right. right. My also helps to have a professional that knows what they're doing, do it for you as opposed to you trying to figure it out. Well, sure. Because, have the professionals i like my job and want to keep it brian unlike you who just gives everyone do whatever they want well it's public access i mean public access is about teaching people to have these skills yes i know i'm joking that's that's what public access is all about is yeah but i'm just saying you're in a situation now that you're kind of forced to learn these skills and i'm not saying you're going to be this uh, spielberg over here but i mean it really like helps people hone in on these these aspects that they wanted to, but otherwise never had a chance to. That's what I'm saying. And I I think obviously it would look better if you had maybe two cameras and you had someone else there kind of dealing with the technical aspects uh, totally. But I'm just saying now we get the Matt Ryan doing the things that we were asked. We were saying, Hey, you should do this years ago. Yeah. I I think that's really cool. Um, It's come a long way from filming on his phone. The, yeah. inter- the interesting, the interesting situation for me, you know, I would take what I do during the day, and I would bring it to a school, or I would bring it to a museum, or I would bring it to an art center, or whatever, yeah. and I would share my enthusiasm and my love for the medium with the masses, and I fed off of that energy. Like that right. did a lot. That does a lot for me. Um, and the Monday night jam was a capsulated version of that. And Mondays, you know, used to be like 14 hour days for me. And like by five o'clock, you know, I would do the kids jam and by six o'clock I was ready to die, you know, (laughs) but then the adults and it's nothing against the kids, but they're high energy and I would let them explode because you know they live in, in in conditions that don't allow them to explode anymore so to have kids like go in and kind of go a little nuts and draw things that are silly um and then by six o'clock like i said i'd be like okay and then the adults would come in and they have that that same thirst to create and share that i do when i'm ready and hungry and and, and aggressive they would bring me right back in the game and it's tough because that ain't happening now. And I can't, I can't give that to my customers 
in a, you know, in a tangible sense, like I can do it through the phone, but, uh, that, that, that actual contact that, um, I, I don't want to, that network, that networking opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you find out really quickly that that's 66% of my business. Yeah. Right. And uh, so it's different. So like when, you know, going back to the, the conversation last week, you know, and having the Monday night jam and it's like, who, how, why? it's cyclical. Like there has to be like, uh, like the ocean, you know, there's the overcurrent and the undercurrent and the waves keep going and going. And uh, like, I have a, a very clear understanding of who I am and what I provide and what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And Right now, I'm really not, I'm, I'm doing stuff. So like I work for, like right when we started the call, I finished wrapping up working for Bad Elf, um, the GPS company. I picked up a part-time job working for a, a GPS company and I draw for them all morning and just come up with interesting concepts that they can use either in their educational forums or in their marketing campaigns or what have you. And That is what I went to school for. Um, But I found when I built Freelance Studios, it was really a a business about what I was really, really good at. And yeah, I like drawing and I like making comics, but I love teaching about it. And I love seeing that energy. And I I feed off that. I feed off enthusiasm when someone says, no matter what the age, when they're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. You know, and you probably get the same thing, you know, when you're teaching, you're teaching certain video skill sets and somebody's like, yeah. oh, I get it. That's easy. And you're like, yeah, it is. And that I ends up being a compliment back to you. Yeah. Done. And, and that was such a, a big part of my business. And so the, the club and sequential arts, the club is really me being a cheerleader to the, the people that are in the class and helping guide them along and honing their project. And when they share it in the group and everybody gets to see it, that's exciting. And that's close to what it was, you know, it used to be. And then with sequential arts, I have a, like a, a live round table um, follow-up to the class that ends up in their mailbox. And I'm able to either draw live with them or, give them a live assignment and have them do it and they can share it and I can give them feedback immediately. So it's there. It's, it's still a little disconnected. Mm. Um, and, and like I said, I feel like my, my biggest victory in those classes at this point is the fact that the membership of the club is actually really helping each other out more than just me. And, uh, you know, that makes me really, really happy. Um, but I'm I'm still drawing all day, which is awesome. Um, now besides and the classes like, and everything, you still uh, still allowing uh, or taking private classes if people wanted to. Oh yes, start yep. right from the beginning if don't want to like jump in halfway yep. through kind of thing. Yep. So we're, I still offer, and we're doing. I've got um, I've got two people that I meet with on. Thursdays I have a a young man that I work with on Fridays and typically it's like an hour 
you know, and um, depending on their comfort level, we either go physical or virtual, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, I can sit at the opposite end of a massive table in a conference room here mm. and nobody has to worry, you know, we keep our masks on and whatnot, but if they want to go virtual, they're. Yeah. So if anyone who's not in the area wanted to do. Oh my God. Yeah. Of class, yep. you, you, you're able to do that as well. That's yeah, right. yeah. We had um, for club members, we had, we had members of the club from New Jersey. Well, we have a member who's in New Jersey. And then um, for sequential arts, we had some from North Carolina. Um, we've got uh, one who's up in on the New Hampshire border. So, you know, that's the nice thing. Um, word of mouth is tough. You know, mm. everybody virtual now and everybody's sending stuff off. You guys know, you know, you're building your trying to make something happen. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, your reach can go a little further, um, but you're competing with a lot of virtual content. And like, I think the difference is with the content that I'm trying to encourage people to, to watch is I'm going to get you to make something <clears throat> so that yeah. work for a while. You'll have something in front of you that you can share with someone else or you, you know, tangible. Yeah. Thing. Something that they can kind of walk away from. Yeah. Um, not like getting lost on YouTube or something, just watching, you know, tutorials, swimming. Yeah. Well, tutorials are good. But if you're, if, you know, there's a lot of kids that get caught in the trap where they're watching kids do stupid things on camera, you know, yeah. and it, it doesn't really serve them necessarily. You watching know, I like someone else play a video game when you're not playing yeah. a video game. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't even get me on that. <laughs> Don't get that at all. Uh, <laughs> It's just like I, watching a sport. You could be playing yeah. football, but you're watching football. Well, I, well, I can't play same football. Thing. I can it's play same, a video game. Right. It's the same thing. That's the no, difference. You can. You can go outside and play football. No, but I can't do it professionally. But you, who's, but, who's you still, you? but you could still go play football. My argument is. Yeah. Well, I did when argument, I was younger. My now argument, my argument is watching video games is just like watching a sport. It's the same thing. People watch people dance. That's why poker time is very popular. I don't get it, but it's the same concept. The same concept. To Brian's Why would I watch Matt Ryan draw? I can just draw it myself. Well, I, you do that so you can learn how to. And right. maybe I, I, people watch play, play video games because, A, they, they don't want to play it themselves, or they want to learn how to play the game. A lot, that's what a lot of people do. Like, if I get stuck in a game, I will watch a clip just to get past that. That's different than I understand other kids do. It's the same concept. People watch pornography. How about this? Go have sex. Go have real sex. <laughs> but if you're single, you can't do that. It's different. No, it's you not. You just find it's, some random person. You watch watching <laughs> someone game is the same thing as someone watching playing football. I'm sorry. It's the same thing. You watch it because enjoyment. And who are you to judge someone's enjoyment? That's my, my thing. I get that. Yeah. My big my biggest concern is there's a lot of people that just jump into this well and they don't come out for four or five hours. Yes. That's my thing. And but what's, what's the difference though? Mark, there's plenty of times we come on the show. Mark's like, I binge the whole show over a weekend. What's the difference between binging a show or watching YouTube for four hours or watching a game for it's all you watch a football game that goes three hours. Who do we to judge really? Because it's, if you find entertainment in a, three-hour football game or a three-hour video game or watching if i was like participating the in thing. the playing of the video game it's different 
That's the one. But you can go play baseball in any of those sports outside. You can. You can. You can. Yeah, you really can. Go slap on some skates and go play hockey or go play ultimate frisbee. Why do people be? I think what I'm trying to say is it's all entertainment for someone. And I'm just saying, I wouldn't, I don't judge anyone. If people want to watch someone play a video game, I can't judge them because I could be like, I could watch a four hour, binge watch a four hour show, right? I mean, Mark, you watch like a whole show over a weekend, 16 hours. Why are you putting me in this thing? I'm, I'm just not saying, saying I'm judging them. I'm just, just saying it's it. the same thing. If you're going to sit in your ass for four hours, who gives a shit what you're watching? As long as you're not hurting anyone. I, 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 so here's my stance on that. As long as you have the ability or the drive to get up and do something alongside sitting and watching, that's my biggest fear. Like kids, well, even some adults, and you've seen it, we don't necessarily have a governor that allows us to create either a restraint or um, something that can kind of dictate, hey, I've had enough of this thing. Yeah, especially a young person. A young person doesn't have the discipline necessarily. But then I keep toggling back to the adults that I see out and, you know, walking around as zombies. Um, the adults are like just candy as bad. crush or some random. Game. I mean, we are all in this in this in this age where everything is being spoon fed through the screen here. Yeah, I think that there's something to be said for moderation. Oh, uh, totally, totally. And, I don't really after you watch our show. Huh? Preferably after the show's over. You can start <laughs> like, moderating yourself. Like here, we're talking for like an hour, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily a big deal. Like, you know, the front end of this conversation was, I thought it was pretty educational as it far was, as like, yeah, it was. you know, yeah. sources that we had available to us and whatnot. Um, and I'm motivated by that. Uh, but it, Brian, you're absolutely right. You can kill four hours watching a football game, and there are some people who will happily kill off twelve watching or seven, like I do every Sunday. Well, you're watching more than seven because if you watch all three games, so what's right? the difference watch between Zone. watching just... someone play Fortnite and having a good time, or watching seven hours of football? I mean, to me, on a Sunday, sitting on my ass watching seven hours of football, kill myself, please, put me out of my misery. I got things to do, but if if you have to play a video Mark, game for seven hours, I generally don't. But if I could, I would. But I worked <laughs> on my basement all weekend. I was active all weekend. But I'm just saying, if that's what Mark's enjoyment is, who am I to judge? Because right. I could uh, uh, very well next weekend when I have time off play a game for three hours, and that's my enjoyment. I'm just saying I don't judge anybody for watching whatever because it's all entertainment when it comes down to it. And if you're entertained by it great there's Whatever. no judging here just not understanding no, i'm just saying there is moderation yes. when it comes to I, I, there's moderation for everything and i, I hate when we, we we say like it's just for the kids because as adults we're, we do it too and they're learning from us like, sure when you when they you're learned parent, by watching you Dad. when you're a parent that's on their phone all the time telling your kid get off that device they're looking at you and they're just doing what you're doing so i think it's like the adults have to curtail their phone use and that kid will see that and the, the parent has to be responsible to curtail their device. I mean, kids are getting devices so early now. It's ridiculous. I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to even go Speaking down that of things road. that Brian doesn't get. 
what? Speaking of things that Brian I, doesn't I, understand, I, Matt Ryan, what did you think of uh, Survivor Series last night? Oh, uh, it was okay. I think I, it was a brush off. I watched it with me. my daughter and my wife, and yeah. um, they made it to the Undertaker thing, and then they tapped out. Did he retire, Undertaker? He didn't. Finally, supposedly. Yep. Hey, he'll be back. I don't think so this time. I feel I bad. Yeah, he's he yeah. bowed out without an audience, which I thought was really weird. But he could have bowed out before. He could have. He debuted at the Hartford Civic Center. That was the last day I watched wrestling for 20 years. Wow. Maybe less than 20, but. The gobbly gooker messed you up that much? I was going to say the gobbly gooker. <laughs> ruined it for you? You're like, that that's it, I'm done. That pissed me the off. gobbly was, gooker thing is the end of it. I was so excited. Survivor Series was going to be in Hartford. I'm like, this is going to be great. And this clown comes stumbling out of the egg, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Matt and, was jaded by the gobbly gooker. Yeah, uh. and little what I know, like wrestling, we become ridiculously huge. Why? Well, like I remember, I was working at um, a corporate. Uh, I was in corporate America, and I remember I, I worked with three thousand people in the same building. And uh, I remember people like, "Oh, did you watch wrestling?" And I'm like, "What?" You still watch wrestling? That's like, my reaction to everybody watching wrestling now. I'm like, that shit is so old for me. I, but hey, I do not judge. It's entertain it to someone. So be and it. I had to relearn that. So, like, I was all I could put in the frame of reference was that egg. And I was like, I can't believe you're watching. And I had no idea. Like, it's the stupidest its, thing I've ever seen. It was at Jerry Springer levels. Uh, yeah. Uh, when everybody was watching it and um my night and then, wars that was huge yep yeah, and then my wife and i got married and i remember we were going to church and uh i would get i would be ready before her and i would be sitting downstairs waiting for for her to get ready and i would watch one of those recap shows and i saw rick flair and i'm like what rick flair is still here yeah <laughs> and I just couldn't believe it and then i started watching again so I, you know what? If you were gonna put an, in uh, a time when I started watching, it was the the John Cena age, the John Cena era, or the era when Brock and Fruity Pebbles, all those guys, that class, right? The guy, the the class attitude of, era. No, it wasn't the attitude era. I missed that. So it was the era attitude of era? yeah, Brock, Batista, Randy Orton, Cena. Who else was in that class? Orton. Randy Orton was in that group. Yep. It was a lot of talent. Yeah. There's a lot of athletic guys that came out that time. Yeah. And that was those guys came out and that's when I that's when I started watching. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I didn't know I had no knowledge of the business at all at that point. But it was uh you know, it was fun. And you know what it is, Brian? You know It's soap operas for men. Oh, it is. Uh, listen, I, a long time ago, there was someone in my life who was really into wrestling. And I, it was the cheesiest fucking thing. I couldn't, I'm like, this is, you're holding your microphone, and but the, you're yelling at the guy. I hate you. It's just like, this is garbage. Like for me, it was just garbage. I could care less. But hey, people like it. That's great. It is soap opera for men. It is soap opera for guys. It like really my- is. My it's fandom same story over and yeah. over and over again. My fandom, like growing up, was huge, and it started to wane a little bit. And then 
I think it like mine like came back when I started working with uh, Jeremy and Matt and those guys from Blitzkrieg and seeing like all the behind the scenes stuff and learning sure. how it all worked and seeing this like the science and the strategy and the production quality of it like how the matches were put together and how guys would think things out and make things happen and then see it actually like see the whole process from like the time they got paired up together to the time they figured out what they were doing to the time they went out into the stage and performed the, the match. And then the afterwards they go back and redo the match in their heads and talk about it, what they could have done better. And seeing that whole process happen, I think like now I'm like, I more think of it as that kind of way than I do as the, the other way when I was younger and just was like the, the big stars and the yelling. And the moment I learned it was fake is the day it died for me. When I was younger, I loved The Undertaker. I love. It's not fake. It's predetermined. It's it is different. fake. The moment I learned it was predetermined and fake is the moment I was just like, really? I was devastated. It was like finding out Santa Claus wasn't real that day. It was devastated me. I was so into it. I was like, mm. I can't believe this happened. I'd tell my grandfather, we watch all the WrestleManias. I'm like, oh my God, The Undertaker, put it in a coffin. What's going to happen? And then someone told me, you know, Brian, you're all, I was into Ultimate Warrior. Then there was all controversy. It was two Ultimate Warriors, all Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Then the mo- that moment happened, and, you know, I let that kind of die, you know. Um, and I, I'll, I'll say one thing positive for me when it comes to wrestling. I think a lot of the wrestlers have that moved on to acting um, are very good and are very like the, um, the rock and John Cena and uh, what's his face. From, uh, yeah. And also when any of those guys are on a podcast of, that I listen to, I think their conversations are very uh, good and learning. Like you say, Mark, hearing them talk about behind the scenes stuff to me is way more interesting than ever watching a wrestling match. Yeah. Um, And I think these guys have hearts of gold and I think a lot of them are, they're very smart guys and they're, it's a business. It's a a brand. Um, I mean, they're, they're no different than a rapper nowadays. It's all about a brand. Um, I don't like, Hearing the practices that the WCW has done to them, I think I think uh, McMahon's a horrible person. I think he's a jackass because these people WWE. That's okay. Whatever it's called now, I don't care. I think the McMahon's are horrible people yeah. because there are they are freelancers and they do not get they they're not being paid and a lot of them have a lot of beefs with them. A lot of people do not, but from what I've heard from the ones that do, they're it's not the best business practices. They get away with murder um, when it comes to healthcare and everything for these guys. And they, they put their body through a lot. I, I know it's fake, but they still put their body through a lot. And I just think McMahon's are horrible, horrible people. So that's another reason I just don't want to support them. But I think the athletes themselves are very smart. And I think they uh, have a lot of talent. And I like when they go into acting. I think they're really good. I think the, <clears throat> the the wrestling business has a way darker shadow than what you're hearing about now. Um, I think the the political stigma that's coming up um, is related to the brand, like you're saying. And some of, like, from what I understand, you know, the wrestlers who may not even make it to camera time, they're still getting paid for being there, for being yeah. available. Um, 
and they're getting paid decent money. Um, I think that the, yeah, the health, the. Healthcare the, was a big thing. They were. Healthcare is a big that. thing, but you see these guys, these grown adults making decisions to go under the knife, heal up and they come right back. And a lot of the, um, a lot of these individuals who are basically actors anyway, that do yeah. their own on the fly and don't typically get retakes. Um, you know, you look at someone like Kane, who's in the, in the, uh, the, um, he's a, he's a, mayor. what's that? He's the mayor of Knox County. That's it. So yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, you've got you've got some people that have gone into teaching, and you know they they have diverse backgrounds as far yeah. as what they're capable of doing. But they're wrestling because they love it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's I think that the the industry's come a long way, and I think that Vince is very wary of what people do with the identity that they sculpt for them. So it's tough because they're helping them develop this character for TV and they don't want that character to endorse something that contradicts um, their standards. And I think that's what was going on because for the longest time they, he was allowing it and it just got to a point um, where someone was pushing it too far. Well, there was the, I think the other thing is too, it was, Growing up, like Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan, whether he was Uh-oh. in the ring or on TV, and get people wherever they were. I think it's the whole thing now of like you're one person here, and then when you're off doing your other stuff, you're somebody else. And that's tough. Like they should be allowed to be somebody else. Yeah. They- so like you have someone like and it's funny like when i started doing stuff for wrestlers so i i work with wrestlers all the time brian and um when i worked with yeah wrestlers rescue back in the day you would meet some of these guys and they were so good at just keeping that shield up you'd be talking to them and you're like wait a minute i'm not having a real conversation right now and it blew your mind because it was, it was second nature to them. Mm. And like I said, they loved it. And then you'd, you'd sit down with whoever you were working with. And they're like, oh, yeah. And it's like, it was like a joke. Um, now, you know, here I am. I'm working for different people to assign me to different wrestlers. And it is totally different. And it's true, like when I'm meeting these individuals, I'm meeting them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not working me anymore. Um, so I think that, I think that it's, uh, I think it's tough for someone who's like trying to create a circus environment, a, a Disney environment, and the allure of the you know you mentioned the Attitude Era, right? Wrestling was not for kids. No. It was it was mature viewership. Is that you when know? Hulk Hogan went bad though? Remember that was yeah, like a big so that deal. was WCW on that side, but then on the WWE side, that, it got a lot more. That but that ruined his but his whole it thing. No, no, it no, didn't. Made him bigger than he was when that's, he was. That's a good when it guy. got. Yeah. And the numbers went through the roof, and Macho Man and Sting and all these characters were getting these huge endorsements. Yeah. 
but they were doing like cheesecake, like certainly not women empowerment at all. No, uh, no and, evening gown matches, bikini matches. Oh, I remember that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that attitude era where it was all about numbers, not about. And WWE else. can't go there anymore. Yeah, as a yeah. publicly traded international brand, um, if if Vince has somebody do something that contradicts their public image, then he he's going to end up towing the line for that. And that's a, that's a weird, tough situation. Um, and I think it, I think it's just a matter of contract cleanliness, like just figure out what the contract is and for how long. And if they jeopardize that, like you look at, you look at China's career, right? China's the female wrestler. Yeah. And she went from being, during the Attitude Era, you know, she was like this huge hit for them. And then when she got let go, she just started making... Went downhill. Yeah, downhill as far yeah. as the drug, stuff like that. And then she started getting involved in in media formats that aren't necessarily for all viewers. Yeah. And then that contradicts what you're going to be allowed to do. Mm, yeah. um, and it's funny, I've had conversations with with people about you know about this very topic where it's like who who's at fault the you know the customer who's buying it or the person who's creating it um you know because it's very odd like we live in a time where people like to point fingers and kind of say oh the, you know this person is a, a piece of garbage because they enjoy blah 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 and they're enjoying the same kind of garbage or they're, they're angry because someone's enjoying it yet. They're creating it. And mm. it's this weird mishmash of hypocrisy. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think, I think Brian, you said it best. Like if people find joy in what they're doing yeah. and what, what they're partaking in, and it's not hurting anyone else. It yeah, shouldn't. It but I think yeah. that because, because WWE is not, it's a corporate entity. It's not a yeah. It's, it's not, not a free society. They're all employees. National. So well, they're, they're not employees. Nation. They're freelancers. So I think yeah. that's a lot of some conversation I heard was how they're not technically employed. They but they're they, contracted they, talent. They're, they're con- contracted, and that's where they get pissed. There was like a lot of back and forth. Uh, that's been the, forever. That's been a thing that's happened for a long time. It's not I like understand. It's I'm just I'm just regurgitating what I heard. Weird. I don't. I don't. I'm not yeah. going to even pretend I know anything beyond that. I know you just, you just know what, what 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 Andrew Yang has said to you. That's all. Yeah. But they have Andrew contract. Yang? He's a they, they have contract terms. And yeah, they, they and do. They know if they're tied to a certain company for so long, they belong. It's the same thing with Marvel. You know, if yeah. you're going to be, you know, Humberto Ramos, they will never let that guy go, right? They're never going to, they're never going to let Humberto Ramos go. Yeah. He's going to get in contracts to keep him locked in. But you can have somebody like Kurt Busiek, who's got a, a contract, or even more recently, Brian Michael Bendis, right? He's got this mm. huge contract. He's writing eight or 10 books a month for Marvel. And then he's like, yeah, I think I'm done. I'm going to go over to the competitor. And he can certainly do that, but he can't do that during the, during the contract he's working and and i think that um like i was given that lecture last week and one of the you know i i was talking about how i'm 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 allowed to speak about some things at some of my lectures and not other things depending on where i and they're like oh are you being censored i'm like no 
you just can't sell a Whopper at McDonald's. Like it's yeah. not, you know, and it's exactly yeah. You, as long as you're getting paid, um, especially as, as sports, you know, you can't have you know Joe whoever, and then I'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna switch teams. And yeah. It, you know, like your contracted talent. You're, you're representing that brand. That, and under, that's under that. interesting. So if you go back in time far enough, you know, you would remember that if you were on a professional team, you showed up in a suit, right? <laughs> and before you even played a minute of the game. And uh, I remember WWE used to be like that. And even if you think back to high school and college, right? And if you were uh, if you were a team and you were just arriving at the school, you were dressed nice as a sign of respect mm-hmm. for the team. And then you would head to the locker room, and then you would change. And uh, I think we've moved away from that. I think that we've uh, we've moved away from that. And I think that for dinosaurs like Vince, that's a hard thing for. Uh, I think that's a hard thing for him to get used to. Mm-hmm. And I think. As long as, as long as it's an international company, he, he will continue to struggle with that because he's trying to use a shotgun concept, a shotgun target on something where the countries that watch and are entertained are thinking that it's a, a marksman shot. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and that'll work sometime. It's not going to work every time. Right, It'll never right. You know, it's, I guess you call it playing it safe, you know, but if you talk to a lot of these wrestlers, I think they get pissed off um, after the fact, you know, because, you know, we can't control how things go. You know, here we are, we're in a situation, we can't control how this is all playing out, but these are all smart, intelligent um, people who are very good at what they do to the point where they're not supposed to hurt each other. They put, I, you know, when I, um, I remember I took my kids to um, the first live show and I talked to them and I said, this is like a dance routine and they're going to go out there and they're going to dance and they know all the dance moves and you cheer for who you like and you boo the person you don't like, but make sure you boo just as much as you cheer because even for the bad dancer, you're telling them they're doing a good job, which mm-hmm. fascinates me. Like if a, if a bad guy or a good guy can go out there and tell the story in the few minutes that they have and be that convincing, I respect that tremendously. And, you know, if you're working with someone and you, you know, maybe you don't like them so much and you have to hit them with a chair, but you can't really hurt them. That's impressive to me, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And like, so that, that dance thing really kind of sums it up for for me and my kids like they know they know this whole dance and they're going to come in they're going to do their number and they're going to leave and hopefully you enjoy it and if you enjoy it you've got to let them know yeah and it's such a it's such a living breathing thing because when the audience is in it the performers do better like in you know it's harder for some of these guys to perform to like an empty room to go right back to what you're saying, it's uh, it's it's like the ocean, undercurrent, overcurrent. You have to feed off of each other. Yeah. People yeah. feed better off of be like yeah. you just like the, you were, yeah. It's like you were like, saying earlier, Matt, about doing your stuff by yeah. yourself. 
without having the audience. It's the same yeah. kind of thing. It's like having to learn to adapt to a new way of doing things, which everyone's having to do right now. Yeah. But, oh, I, I was, was going to say, how about Sasha Banks and, and the Mandalorian? Yes. We just talked about that before the, before you came on Mandalorian and oh, how, how great the season's been. That show is so fun. I know. Well, we, we should wrap it up in t- uh, like less than 10 minutes. We've been going an hour and a half now. Yes. Yeah, um, we're way over our usual. Sorry. It's okay. It's always it's when okay. you come on, we get into deep conversations. Yeah, it was great to have you on. Matt. We'd love to have you on more. So. Well, anytime. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> well, it was great just so to we. hear everything so that we. you're doing and talk about wrestling even though i don't care about it it was still a fascinating thing to hear and i mean like i said i i think hearing them talk about their experiences and stuff they have to go through to me is just more fascinating personally um but i you know what if you want to watch four hours of wrestling mm. go at it man have at it and my opinion, i know we'd like there i know no i'd like rules. to have you come back on and talk about your thoughts on how this all's affected the comic industry oh. i know that's a that's a, let's not let's save that for the next time you're on. No, that's what I'm saying. I like to have yeah, you come yeah. back on and talk about that and how the the crazy thing is it changes so much from month to month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's not let's let's stop. Let's put a pin in that because we'll I know. Go just, on. I was just saying okay. for next time. Next I, time. You're, no, you're yeah. right, Mark. You're right. Yeah. Um, so, but, and Brian, when the when the quarantine is over, you're gonna have to come over and watch wrestling at our house because it's a little different. It's an event. It is like we. Uh, it's, it's too bad. Like it'd be nice if, like, this is if this is somewhat better in January. If you could be at Matt's house for a Royal Rumble, it's not going to be better in January. But I'm saying that's like the, but that's the show of shows for Matt's house. That's like an experience. That's like, I've I've watched Royal Rumbles by myself and with my friends for years. But watching it with Matt's kids and seeing his daughter's reaction to people coming out at Royal Rumbles, it gets quite the. Quite the well, fun. I have to imagine watching anything with your kid makes it even better. Like I can watch a Mandalorian and enjoy it, but if I had a little one to show and experience yeah. it through their eyes, you have a you rejuvenate yourself almost through them. And and I have to imagine, like if you didn't have kids and you watch wrestling, but if you have the kids, that makes it more exciting because kids love wrestling. You know, mm. I liked wrestling when I was a kid. So I get that. The experience is probably 10 times better because of your children. We've, we, turn, we turn the big wrestling events into role-play games. Yes. Where you're basically picking players and trying to figure out which way and we're keeping score. So, Mark, I think when you came by, wasn't Chris and Shay part of it too? Yeah, wasn't yeah. we had the sheets out and we were taking Like bingo? Like wrestling was. bingo almost? It really is. It's yeah. like almost like a, it's like a, a choose your – like pick your winners kind of thing. And then it, like, as the, it makes the matches more intense. Cause you're like competing right. against your friends. Like albeit Matt's youngest daughter is like the expert on everything and knows like way more about wrestling than I've ever known. And she's, well, there you go. The age I am. It's year by year though. She didn't have a good, she didn't have a good, the year before wasn't that good to her. No. I usually get terrible scores. Yeah. But it's fun. It's it's definitely it's a different kind of and and I miss that so like I'm trying to think of if I could do a virtual version of that like if everybody like if we did a Zoom call or a Facebook thing where we could everybody could put in their score sheets and everybody watch together I'm trying to think of something for her could do that. that that's yeah. her 
that's her favorite one, the Royal Rumble. That is that's the ultimate. That's the best one of all year round. Well, yeah, Brian, to your point, like the Mandalorian has created a Friday sit down, sit down and watch the same show night for yeah. my, which is awesome. We go Mandalorian right into SmackDown. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, man, like Mandalorian's been awesome. It's the one show I look forward to watching week to week. Usually, I'll let something just end, watch it all, um, or watch it throughout the week. But Mandalorian, I can't. Especially with it's, the podcast, gotta watch. It was so good this week. It was so yeah. good. It's so good every week. I, I I get up after the show and I'm like, man, that's so awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I you know what? I, I, part of me always it, it just regrets why didn't they have Filoni part of the the new movies is beyond me because he really would have made it a little uh, bit something better and different. You know, I don't think anybody knew what he was yeah. like. Clone Wars were great. I love yeah. that. But I don't think anybody knew he had this in him, too. No, you didn't. Clone Wars was unbelievable. Rebels was fantastic. Yeah, but nobody knew what he could do uh, for... for. Uh, I mean, I, I know now, but I'm just saying, when, the fir- when, the, when Force Awakens was a good beginning, but it could have been better because it maybe not treading the same water. But it brought back Star Wars. I'll give it, uh, J.V. Abrams brought back Star Wars going back to practical. And I think it brought back Star Wars to the forefront. And it was a, a good move for what it was. I personally loved The Last Jedi because it did something different. And then Rise of Skywalker, I just, I, I go back and forth. It just felt like a, whatever we can fucking do to end this goddamn trilogy. And I kind of felt like bringing the Emperor back out was just a, cop out i just it just seemed no it didn't make sense to make ray related to him why it was, it was a deep dive is what it was it was a deep it cut wasn't, it was not a deep cut of anything it just felt i don't know i have mixed feelings i i enjoy it on the surface but if i think too much about it it kind of bothers me i just can't help it and that's my my i must i love star wars i love i i find good in all of it so it really is kind of conflicting I, I like I like watching it, but I felt like it could have been better. That's all. That's all I can say about it, you know? I thought the yeah. whole trilogy could have been better if Catherine Kennedy said, Hey, JJ, you need we need to have a whole story arc. We can't just go director to director. And I think that's what the Mandalorian they're taking that mistake and saying we have a full we have a, a plot line that has to go through is the kid and you have to follow every director and writer you got to follow this plot line and i think that new trilogy it would have been better if they said listen we need they need a paul feig that would have been feloni to say beginning middle and end and they didn't have that they kind of and that's that blows my mind that you just took a big franchise a big gamble and said here's the baton just go do what you're going to do. That makes no sense to me. And you know what suffered the most from that? The Han Solo movie. Yeah. It wasn't that good. I mean, we, we didn't really need it. It just felt it, like a checkbox movie. It was better than, it was better than any of that trilogy. I, I all say Rogue One Yo. Is, is really good. Um, I think Han Solo just suffers from just being a bland movie. It was enjoyable, but it wasn't like, it didn't move the needle in any direction for me personally. I think, I think it was too soon after 
after that other movie. The Last Jedi got a lot of blowback uh, because of Luke. And I like the fact they made Luke complicated. I, I didn't, like, Luke is, shouldn't just be a superhero. I, I like the conflict personally. I know a lot of people had problems with that. I get it. I get, I get that criticism. I don't think they're wrong for thinking that. For me personally, I like a conflicted hero. But it would have been better if they just said, here are the new characters. They need to go from A to B to C. They didn't do that. They just said, here's A. Good luck with B. Okay, here's B. Good luck with C. And <clears throat> it just, that makes no sense. Like, Paul Fegas was like, okay, you can make all these Marvel movies, but we have to get to here. Here's the end game, literally. <laughs> we yeah. have to get you there. Um, I don't know. I like the new trilogy for what it was. I mean, but as a Star Wars fan, Mandalorian's where it's at, man. They know, yeah. It's, all, it's firing on all cylinders. It's, they know what they're doing. They're giving you what you want as a Star Wars fan, but they're giving you new stuff. It, they're not pandering to us. They're, they're just like, there's love in there. Um, and you, it shows, I think, with, uh, with uh, Favreau and all them. So. And it appeals to all audiences. It's not yeah. speaking individual. Yeah. 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 I, that's another thing too. You're right. I mean, um, and, and it, it's universally loved too. Yeah. Like um, the, the new trilogy was so hard to please everybody. There's too many, too many cooks in the pot making too many decisions and nobody's keeping people, uh, you know, following a story arc. So, and it yeah. didn't thing for, what is it? The, Two out of the three kids. It didn't really do anything for their characters. No, you're right. You know, it pissed me off. Finn, right? Could have been a fabulous character, but you didn't even get him to his his arc until the very last movie. In the second movie, he he grew as a character, but we get to the third movie and it kind of like stepped back. He kind of like fell back into that old character, and then he had a glimpse of like feeling the force. That should have happened in episode two. Yeah. You know? Well, it was great. I look forward to 2019. I hope you guys have happy. Yes. <laughs> hey, we have to be critical of things we love. I mean, that that's what's why why you love it, you know? Yeah. You got to be critical of things you love sometimes. It's fine. Totally. There's yeah. a new co show coming on Netflix. I should go. I should go. I, I know we all got to go too. Yeah, we all get going here. All right, Matt. Ryan People, was trying free to lunch, half an hour. Freelunchcomics.com. Awesome. Freelunchcomics.com or freelunchstudios.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can look up the – and on YouTube as well. There's a lot of videos on YouTube. And uh, thank you so much, guys. It was great to be able to catch up with you. And uh, uh, this was a lot of fun. You as well, pal. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye, Matt. Have a good Bye -bye. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy YouTube. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. All right, Mark. People can follow us on on Twitter, I think. Yes, if you're still here, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We're on Facebook, YouTube, YouTube. all the places. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy gobbly goop. I'm, I'm glad that was brought up because I think every year we bring up the gobbly gooper or whatever. Gobbly gooker. Gobbly gooker, and we finally brought him up yet again. Yes. Yeah. Consecutive Thanksgiving shows. Yes. So we'll be back next week. Mandalorian talk, news. We will. We will be back with that. We'll be back with so much more. And it's getting close to the Christmas season, so we'll start bringing up some Christmas 
lists for you to talk about. So start thinking about your favorite Christmas movies, your favorite Christmas things, because we'll start talking about all that and more on the next Geekonomics. See you next time, everybody. There are so many songs about Christmas. The reindeer, the lights, and the gifts. We sing chestnuts are roasting and marshmallows toasting. And here comes old jolly Saint Nick. Now don't get me wrong, I sure love all those songs. But one holiday gets left out. You see, no one remembers a song for November. But that's gonna change starting now. Gobble, gobble, one. Gobble, gobble, two. Gobble, gobble me, gobble, gobble you. Listen to me now. Gobble, gobble three, gobble, gobble four. Gobble, gobble, please, can I have some more? Dozen dinner rolls, stretchy pants on, that's how I roll. No judgment here, no judgment here. Grandpa's passed out, passing gas, but we got pumpkin candles burning just for that. Someone brought up politics, now everybody's mad. But you can't be mad when the whole world's singing. Gobble, gobble one, gobble, gobble two.